What's going on gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming. Now in today's episode, I want to talk about that awesome trailer for Spider-Man 2. As you guys know, Spider-Man 2 is my most anticipated game this year. I just watched that trailer again and I gotta say I am jacked for it. There's some things about that trailer I want to discuss that I'm excited about. And then there's some things that I'd like to see in the game that I'd like to talk about as well. Then that got me thinking, guys, about Insomniac's next game, or at least their rumored next game. Who knows if they're going to pop one out there, but that is that Wolverine game, rumored again to drop next year. Guys, I'm a huge Wolverine fan. I have Wolverine tattooed on my arm. I wanted to go down a list of things that I want to see in that game, things that I am excited about for the possibility of this awesome Wolverine game. Then I want to talk about my massive graveyard shift. I got a lot to talk about. And I'm going to give away my trophy and my game of the month for the month of July. So with that being said, let's talk about that Spider-Man 2 trailer. So gamers, when it comes to that amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer, <laughs> I got to say, I wish this would have been the trailer that they showed off back at the May Showcase PlayStation event. And I tell you why is because while it was awesome, I was on the edge of my seat seeing that gameplay, thought it looked great. The fact is it was kind of out of context. However, now seeing the story trailer, now seeing Craven in action, seeing Venom, seeing Harry and Peter, I think all of that kind of wraps together and you get all of this context. Plus, the little bit of that, I guess you would say, Miles feeling a little left behind when Peter brings Harry around. If you caught that in the trailer, I think that kind of feeds into some of the stuff that was said during that combat trailer. So let's start back at the beginning. I am very excited for this trailer. I think uh, it just kind of really got me super motivated. I haven't even said this to my good friend, Hulking Yoda over at Lost at Sea Gaming, gaming podcast right here on Anchor. Go check that out. But I was kind of debating, do I need to pick up Spider-Man 2 on day one? Sure, it seems fun and stuff, but maybe I could just hold off. You know, no big deal. I saw this trailer. It definitely got me jacked up. And that's just me. I'm very into stories and games. So when all I've seen is gameplay, that's cool. That's great. I've got no doubt I'm going to love it. It's going to be amazing. But I needed that story to hook me in. This did it. So with that being said, the first thing we see in that trailer is Harry Osborn talking to Peter. Now, this is very crucial because if you play through the first game, you know that Harry kind of disappears. You have Peter reference him a lot with some of the side activities, and but he's nowhere in the game. However, if you stick around for the post credit scene, you know that he's in some kind of container, some kind of uh, healing container, if you will. He's got some kind of disease, and Norman promises to take care of him. And we see a little glimpse of the... Venom symbiote. Now that's very crucial to me because if you know comic books, right, you know the main 616 continuity, you know Venom is an alien. He attaches to Peter and then it goes to Eddie Brock. However, in the ultimate line of comic books, it's a little bit different. See, Eddie Brock is not a rival Daily Bugle photographer. Eddie Brock is a former friend of Peter Parker when they were kids and their dads worked together on a cancer curing suit. That suit is the Venom symbiote, if you will. And of course, things go hectic and crazy. You can go check out that storyline in the Ultimate Comics if you want to. I think what they're doing is they're pulling from that. I think the alien symbiote here is not going to be an alien symbiote. I think Venom is actually going to be a healing suit. In fact, later in the game, we hear Venom say, we're going to hear the world. The same thing that Harry says to Peter at the very beginning of the trailer. So I think that's where it's going to go. However, my money is still on the fact that we're going to see that symbiote go to Peter in the very beginning. We're going to see it go to Harry for a good portion of the game. And then I think that symbiote is going to find its way onto Eddie Brock to set up a third game where Eddie may or may not be the main focus of the game. But I just, I don't know, there's a part of me that just feels like we're going to see that symbiote not just end in this game. Now, another big part of that is the 
Peter Parker, Miles Morales dynamic. Because we definitely see some mentor, mentoree type stuff, teacher, student type deal. But when Harry shows up with Peter, you actually see kind of Miles Morales like, hey, uh, we still have time to do the training. And Peter's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Now, guys, if you've ever been friends with somebody and an old friend comes back in town or they get a girlfriend, I know that's not the same case here, and you start to feel like a third wheel, I think that's what's going to happen here with Miles Morales. Plus the fact is, this isn't just like a best friend thing. This is a big brother scenario. And we all know this is a bit different. When it's your best friend, that's one thing. But with somebody you really look up to, you admire, and you feel like they're choosing somebody else, it makes you kind of feel small. And I think we're going to see this. I think that's going to really build onto Miles Morales' character, which is great. Because if you played the Miles Morales game, it was so fantastic. I know a lot of people, was it DLC? Is it blah, blah, blah? No, it was a fantastic game, and it really showcased his character in a great way. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Plus, it also kind of adds into the whole thing of Peter, you know, turning dark with the symbiote and Miles Morales being just kind of not knowing what to do. Like, he doesn't usually act like this. We hear him tell that to Gengi. And later on in this trailer, we see MJ, or we hear MJ rather, say, you've got to stop Peter. You've got to help Peter. So I think a lot is going to fall on Miles Morales with the character work. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think you're going to see Peter, who's excited to have his friend back. Then we're going to see that dark turn. And you know what? If you know the comic books, you know the movies even with Peter, there's always some kind of catalyst that really drives that symbiote kind of overboard with him. So I want to know what that is going to be in this game. But we're also going to see MJ being cautious and nervous for Peter. Plus, we're going to have Miles Morales, who it's going to really fall on him as, how do I fix this? Can I fix this? So I think that's going to be interesting. Craven just looks menacing. And I got to say, man, I want to know where he's going to fit in this because you're going to have an alien symbiote. You're going to have Venom. You're going to have Craven. Like, that's a lot going on. Plus, Lizard. I just think he's going to be that little bit of chaos in an already chaotic situation that's going to really kind of ramp up the danger in the story. Now, like I said, the Lizard, that's going to be interesting. I like the look of the Lizard, even though I'm not a fan of like when they go full-blown like animal, right? I always like that half-man, half-animal look, you know what? So in this latest trailer, it looked like Lizard was pure on Lizard, so I'm hoping that's not the case, but I guess we'll see once that game drops. Maz Morales confronts Lee. How crazy was that? I gotta say, I'm excited to see where that goes. Just because of what Mr. Negative did to Maz Morales in the first game, ooh boy, that's gonna be interesting. If you don't know, he's the reason Maz Morales' father has passed away. And then we saw a little bit more of a possibility of what those black suit powers can be, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Because one of the things, I'm going to switch down to the things I want from this game, is I want the regular Spider-Man Peter Parker version to be different than the Black Symbiote Peter Parker version to be different than Miles Morales. I want to feel like you almost have three playable characters in this game. I think that's just really going to set this game apart. I think it's absolutely crucial to have the regular Peter Parker Spider-Man and the Black Symbiote Peter Parker Spider-Man be completely different from each other. I mean, in all honesty, like they've got to. If not, they've play very similar what's the point of switching between it i also hope that it is true that you're going to be able to switch between them at will if you guys remember spider-man web of shadows back in the day on the 360 ps3 you could do that just with the click of an analog stick you go from the red suit to the black suit and you got a whole different uh move set so i hope we see that here again if you played mobs morales spider-man you know that man the gameplay in that the venom powers were fantastic i definitely want to see those return now, one thing that might be a little controversial, and I don't mean this in a negative or a slight to Miles Morales, but I hope this story, the story missions themselves, let me emphasize this, 
I hope we get about a 75 to 80% split with Peter Parker getting the majority of the storylines. Now, the reason being is I grew up my whole life with Spider-Man being Peter Parker. Like, that's just who it is. Miles Morales, I think he's a great character. I've loved the Spider-Verse movies. And in all honesty, I've loved him in the comic book since he kind of debuted about 12-ish, 13 years ago. However, he's just, he's not Spider-Man to me. I know he's Spider-Man. He's earned that right. That's true. But he's not Spider-Man to me. When I think of Spider-Man, I think of Peter Parker. So I want to jump in there. And I want to have this story controlling Peter Parker for the most part. However, it's different when it's side stuff. When you're just free roaming, you're doing stuff, I want to be able to switch between them at any point in time. I also want to them to kind of ape the Grand Theft Auto V switching where, you know, if you switch to Peter Parker and you play as him for 10 or 15 minutes and then you switch over to Miles Morales, I want him to be doing something. I don't want him to just be sitting where you left him. Maybe he's walking around eating a hot dog or he's swinging around. Like, I want that. I think that would be really cool. And I want their own side activities assigned to each one, their own collectibles. That way, hey man, if I just want to play, you know, Maz Morales, I'm just enjoying it. I can go around, I can have plenty of time to do stuff, plenty of side missions to do, have fun with. Then I can switch over to Spider-Man as Peter Parker and do the same thing and have a lot of fun. So I want it to be an even split on the side stuff. However, I want the story mode to be mostly focused on Peter. I think that's kind of where the drama is going to be. Uh, but I'm not opposed if the Miles Morales stuff is actually really great with some storyline stuff. I'm not opposed to a bigger split for him. Now, one thing I am a little bit worried about with this game is how they juggle three main enemies. You got Kraven. You got Lizard. You got Venom. I mean, everybody's going to be eyes on Venom. I mean, let me just be honest with you. As much as I'm looking forward to Kraven myself, Venom is that, that seller, man. Venom's the one that got people looking hard into this game. They, I don't know what it is, but Venom is like the most popular Spider-Man guy ever. I know it's because it's his inverse, you know, just like Wolverine and Sabretooth. I definitely think that that is kind of a big draw to it. Uh, so I know he's going to have a big line share of the attention, but I want Kraven to have a good story. I don't want him to just feel like filler. And I also don't want Lizard to just be thrown in there as something that Kraven's going for, that Spider-Man feels like he's got to protect. Like, I want him to have a very suitable part in this game as well. And really, there might even be a fourth one there with the black suit on Spider-Man. And I say that because that changes Peter. And that flows into the next thing. It's something that I think is absolutely crucial. When that moment comes that it's decided that, hey, this black suit is poisoned, Peter, and we've got to get it off, I want there to be an epic fight where you're Miles Morales fighting Peter Parker. I just think that would be so awesome. These two Spider-Men duking it out, Venom Powers versus Venom Powers, if you will, I think it could be fantastic. Plus, it kind of does feed into the character arc that Miles Morales had in his own game of, is he really Spider-Man? Look, I, I know I said that I want to spend more time as Peter Parker, but I do recognize that Miles Morales is Spider-Man. I want him to beat Peter Parker to prove to himself, really, as a character growth, that I am worthy of this. I'm not just in the shadow of Peter Parker. I think that would be fantastic. One more thing I want when it comes to fights is the Craven boss fight that's going to happen. I want that to be survival-based. Kind of think about back when you played Arkham City for the first time and Mr. Freeze would figure out what you're doing. You couldn't do the same thing twice. I want them to expand on that. I don't want it to be the exact same thing, but I think Craven should really be like a fight a tough fight, a survival fight, like that's what I want for that. I think that could potentially be the best boss fight in the Spider-Man series and just maybe even this whole year in gaming if done correctly. And then finally, this is just more of a request, please, no stealth missions as MJ. If there's going to be stealth missions as MJ, I really hope they took the time to completely rework that system. <laughs> 
Now, gamers, when it comes to the Wolverine game, now this is rumored to come out next year. We haven't had Insomniac say yes or no on that. Ultimately, I don't think we're going to hear anything about this game in detail until after Spider-Man 2's release. So I'm predicting maybe January through March we'll start hearing more, maybe start seeing more. And then if it does come out next fall, around that you know late spring summer showcase time frame, we'll start seeing some actual clips, some videos, some more idea of what this game is. But until that point in time, man, I'm just going to be daydreaming. I told you before, I love Wolverine. Wolverine's a huge influence on my life. I can't lie, as a little kid, the reason I started reading was because I started reading Wolverine comic books, X-Men, all of that. It was just fantastic, but Wolverine was always my dude. And you know what? It's been a long time since we got a game starring Wolverine. Now, yeah, he's been in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and a few other games here and there, but ultimately... We haven't got to control Wolverine in one of his own adventures since 2009. That's right, all the way back in the middle of the 360 PS3 era with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Now, I can say I played through that last year. I've talked all about that many times, reclaiming my legacy and getting a platinum in that game on the PS3. But it doesn't change the fact that that game is old. It is kind of dated, and ultimately, I don't even think you can play that game without a 360 or a PS3. So it's about time we got the old chucklehead back for a video game and i cannot wait so here's the deal what do i want from this game point blank let's go down the list i want costumes look insomniac did an amazing job with spider-man's costumes and Maz morales's costumes some awesome stuff there uh wolverine's got just as much depth that i want to see let's see patch in this game we kind of got the idea he's in madripoor i think that's almost been confirmed as a location we'll be in but I want to see him as Patch. Now, if you don't know, there's two versions of Patch, if you will. There's Patch, where he's almost basically James Bond, and he's wearing a little patch on his eye. However, in the comic books, this is set during a time where the world thought the X-Men were dead, right? So he goes to Madripoor, and he's there, and he's Patch walking around, you know, as James Bond with this patch on his eye, blah, blah, blah. But then when he'd switch over to the Wolverine activities, well, he couldn't let the world know Wolverine was out there. People would know that. So he actually had a different suit. It was like all black red waistband and he wore like this mesh across his face i want to see both versions of that to roll around in. i think that would be fantastic i want to see that awesome brown suit from the 80s comic book run i think that would be great i think a newer look with the uh current style that he has in comic books would be cool too it's a very kind of updated play on his past costumes I think the X-Force costume, the gray and black with the red eyes, I think that would be freaking fantastic. I'd love to see that. Plus, I want the classic, man. I want the tiger stripes. That's right, man. That If you remember the 90s cartoon or how Wolverine looked in the 90s, the yellow, the black, the blue shoulder pads, I want that look. And understand, I want that look. And what about the Astonishing X-Men? Because I promise you, if you didn't... If you're not old enough to have watched the X-Men cartoon in the 90s or read the comics in the 90s, so you know Wolverine, Yellow Spandex from the last 10 or 15 years, you're thinking of the Astonishing X-Men, where it was mostly blue and yellow, and it wasn't the tiger stripes on the side. I throw that in there. Let's do it. I want flannel. Man, like we saw in the trailer, he sent the Princess Bar. I just, in my mind, I have this classic old school look of Wolverine in the 90s. Whenever they would show him walking around town, he's got flannel on jeans boots black tank top and that cowboy hat man i want that in this game that would just be so fun then i think a cool option would be able to have wrapped hands and you might be like what are you talking about wrapped hands if you go back to one of my favorite storylines at the end of fatal attractions in 1993 magneto rips all the metal out of wolverine's bones right that's x-men 25 
go to Wolverine issue 75 and he pops his claws for the first time revealing that they're bone, right? This whole time up until then, man, we all thought it was edamentium implants. This was the first time that we had seen that there was actually bone underneath. Now, for the next 15 months, every time you saw Wolverine in comic books, his healing factor was burned out, just surviving the edamentium getting ripped out of him. So he had his claws wrapped up. His hands were wrapped up in, just like what you'd see Triple H or Wrestler wear, the athletic tape or whatnot. They were wrapped up because anytime he popped the claws, they ripped holes through his skin, which means he would bleed a lot. I just, I've loved that look, man. I would love that option in this game. And then I thought something else would be kind of cool. What if you could customize Wolverine? What if you could unlock different outfit parts as opposed to just unlocking costumes? You could unlock different ones and you could make your own costume for Wolverine. I don't know. I, could it be wacky, wild? Sure. But at the end of the day, I think it would be a ton of fun for somebody like myself who likes doing that stuff in video games anyway. But then to throw in the fact that it's Wolverine and I'm kind of getting to update how he looks. Oh, man, I would be loving that. Plus, the virtual photographer in me would just love to see all the different outfits people came up with. Now, another big part to me is I've heard this is going to be semi-open, more of a hub world style. I was told to think of God of War, if you will, the last couple of God of Wars, that is. To me, that's awesome. We can see some great locations. I'll get to that in a minute. But what about traversing around the locations, right? Well, I think there's only one way to do that is Wolverine, and that is on his classic motorcycle. Now, yes, I know in the comic books it's always Harley Davidson. It's probably some licensing issues. I wouldn't be shocked if Insomniac was not willing to pay to get Harley Davidson sponsored in there. But I just think it would be so cool to play as Wolverine on a motorcycle. And if they do that, there's one scene from the comic books they have to do. You go back to Wolverine issue number 50. He is just kind of figuring out there's a lot of mysteries to his past. He wants to know what's going on. So he's trying to get to the shield, helicarrier, if you will, that big floating fortress in the sky. And he takes his motorcycle and he takes it all the way to the top of this building, right? He goes up an elevator and everything. It's awesome. But then he sits there and he goes off the side of it just to hit this one little ramp just right so he can go flying through the air use his claws, and smash through the bulletproof window and get face-to-face -face with Nick Fury. Gamers, I can't tell you how awesome that scene would play out in a video game. That would be fantastic. Now, one of the cool things that I think would be awesome in this game is some cameos, man. I think Insomniac having Spider-Man somehow show up, somehow make a phone call, somehow be referenced in that game would be fantastic. It kind of shows that it's a separate games but they're in a joint world i love that kind of stuff i think captain america would be important he's got a big part of wolverine if this is going to have a very personal story to wolverine i think captain america should be there different members of the x-men jubilee x-23 professor x i think they should all be kind of referenced or seen in some way now what about some locations i want a jungle i really want a jungle why because i think of metal gear solid 3 and the stealth i want wolverine to be in a jungle doing that stealth sneaking up behind people putting his claws right through their throat and having to stealthily get around this area, I think would just be such a fantastic gameplay. Oh man, I would love it. And then I think you have to go through Madripoor, as we've kind of mentioned, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed, uh, the princess bar and everything. Plus, come on, man, we got to go to the Canadian wilderness. I don't necessarily need to go to Weapon X facility. I feel like we've been there every time Wolverine gets a solo game, but I think it would be really cool to actually just kind of go into some woods. I've talked about a jungle. Let's get the woods, especially Canadian, where it's cold, it's freezing, Wolverine surviving through it. I think that would be awesome. Then I would also like to go to the X-Mansion. Now, this is kind of its own little hub. And when I think of this, I think of X-Men Legends. If you remember that game from the PS2 way back in the day, 
it was so fantastic. That was like your hub world. You go up there every mission. You played as a character, and you'd walk around and you'd just talk to people. I want to see that as Wolverine. I want to see you going up to talk to Beast. I want to see you go up talk to Nightcrawler. Go up talk to Jean Grey. All of these things all have their own dialogue, their own stories. Maybe give you some flashback missions. I think this could be absolutely fun. Could be filled with Easter eggs, filled with all kind of collectibles. And that's the other thing. I want to see collectibles that are awesome. I want to see things that we don't see in comic books enough. Number one, we've seen this in the Amazing Spider-Man movie games back when the Amazing Spider-Man film series was a thing. In those games, you could actually unlock full comic books, not just pictures, covers, or whatever. Every page of that comic book, you could read it. I think that would be fantastic. There's probably at least 15, 20, 30 comic books you could shove in there. And these, hey man, these games can hold the storage of just giving us these comic books for people to read and just kind of experience, oh... That's why Madripoor is so important. Oh, that's what this fight's about. I think that would be awesome. Now, the combat, to me, absolutely, it needs to be grapple-based. I'm thinking the Warriors. Remember those old-timey games back in the day, the grapple-based brawlers? That's what I want. Meaning, I want you to be as Wolverine going up, grabbing, fighting people. Yeah, you're definitely going to be fighting without grabbing, but I think, you know, that kind of tussle, the throwing, all that, I think it suits Wolverine, the up-close fighting Better than just kind of trying to jump from one enemy to another. I don't think the Spider-Man combat would work as well. So I'm thinking something weighty, something heavy. And to me, I just think of those brawlers. Again, when I say grapple base, I don't mean you have to constantly grab them like it's a wrestling video game to do a move. But it's just a lot of moves can be done through a grapple. Or you can straight up throw fist with, you know, 11-inch claws sticking out of them. And then I want to see the X-Men Origins Wolverine level of damage. Meaning... As you take shotgun blast, as you take bullets, as you catch on fire, I want to see your skin and stuff rot away, or at least get blown away, and I want to see it heal back up. I think that would be fantastic. The other thing, let me throw this out there. If enemies are going to have guns, let Wolverine pick up a gun and fight back, man. I, that's the one thing about Wolverine games that have kind of frustrated me in the past is you're so just limited on what you can do. Wolverine's a badass, but like they always make him in this game where... He can't really do anything if he can't, you know, extend his arms three feet and get you. Like, it's always like he's got to have this ridiculous over-the-top jump to get somebody. Nah, give me the fact that if people are throwing stuff at me, shooting at me, I can throw or I can shoot back at them. I think that would be awesome. And then finally, let's talk about some enemies I'd like to see. Number one, Sabretooth. Gotta have him. Venom I talked about in Spider-Man is like that antithesis to Spider-Man. Sabretooth is the antithesis to Wolverine. I definitely would love that. I'd like to see Silver Samurai. We don't ever get to see Silver Samurai in a video game. I think he'd be fantastic as an opponent in this. They've got a good history there. I think Dakit, Wolverine's son, I think that could really add to that personal story, bringing him in this game. I think that would be really cool. And, hey, they're at odds with each other, so that would be interesting. And then I think the game should end on a tease for Romulus, which, if you don't know who Romulus is, he was, unfortunately, an invention of Jeff Loeb. And you go, why unfortunately? Jeff Loeb is one of the best comic book writers of all time. It's true, but go to a little soapbox here. One of the best comic book writers of his time. Unfortunately, his time went a little bit long, and I'd say anything past 2007, he just kind of eh, kind of lost it a little bit. One of the big things he did is he introduced Romulus as this person who has been over Wolverine's life the entire time. In fact, this guy is dang near immortal. He's been for hundreds and hundreds of years and centuries just kind of watching, you know, the different versions of Wolverine and Sabretooth. And that's where the story got weird. Because in that storyline, Wolverine and Sabretooth were not actually uh, evolved 
humans. They were evolved from dogs, lupines, and they kind of just evolved into humans. And that bloodline kind of went through the centuries. And there was always a dark haired, there was always a blonde haired, until eventually in the modern day, we got Logan and we got Victor Creed. Yeah, you can kind of see where that storyline fell off the wheels there, where Wolverine and Sabretooth were dog people, right? However, I love the idea of Romulus being this immortal guy who's been walking the planet. I mean, that to me isn't any different than Apocalypse, who's got pretty much the same powers as Wolverine, who understands what's going on, who set up all these motions to make sure that Wolverine and Sabretooth were the next people in line. However, again, the Jeff Loeb part of it kind of ruined it, and they've kind of had to recan all of that. Romulus was sent away to the negative zone, and we haven't heard from him since. But what if Insomniac took that villain with some awesome potential, kind of highlighted him at the end, Maybe he kind of like comes face to face with Wolverine just enough to be like, I've always been there. <laughs> Where do you hear about the real truth behind the Weapon X program? And then disappears. Oh man, I'd be on the edge of my seat like, dude, how are they going to do this? So I think that would be cool and a little redeeming arc for that storyline. But gamers, that's what I'd like to see in a Wolverine game because I just, woo, I'd be so excited. So gamers, what have I been doing on this graveyard shift? Well, it's been a couple weeks, so it's a little bit bigger of one. And I gotta say, I did get a chance to play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Man, gamers, I loved it. I put about four, maybe five hours into that game, and really and truly, that was what I considered the prologue. You know, you get to the opening part with you and Zelda, some stuff happens, and then you kind of have to go get some abilities. After about the third one, I'll just say you get to go through this big door, and that's when you go from the Sky Islands back down to Hyrule, like we saw in Breath of the Wild, and that's where I stopped at. Now... That was four or five hours building up to that, and I gotta tell you something, I loved my time with that. I only stopped there, I had rented the game, and it felt like a perfect stopping point so that next time I go to the game, whether I buy it or rent it again, I can pick right back up without having to try to rack my brain on what happened last. So either way, during that time, I got three abilities. One was Fuse, the other was Ultra Hand, and the final one that I got was Ascend. Now, Fuse is how you kind of take a rock and put it on a shield to make it even stronger. Ultra Hand is where you combine all the different things, right? Where you craft boats and different lifts and whatnot that you did. And then Ascend is where you look up and you see a ledge that is right above you. You can't get to it, but if you use that ability, you'll just go right through it and get up top. I love that. And I got to say, the way these three abilities kind of worked in puzzles, to me, was fantastic. And, you know, I kind of thought the crafting looked cool, but I was like, I don't know, man. It seems kind of gimmicky. End of the day, I absolutely loved it. I don't know how it'll be 60 hours into the game, but for me, for what I played, I loved it, man. Especially when I got to one area where I found these different types of engines. And I had the tools to make them go. I had to build a boat, but you had to get across this lake that had this waterfall pushing all the water to the one side, right? Pushing it to the left. So if you just went in there and you weren't fully prepared with the boat, and I'm not going to spoil how you fixed it, You'd only go about halfway and then end up on the side, no matter where you started. So you had to kind of figure out what you needed to get all the way across. I, again, it was just something that added to the game. It made it fantastic. Now, I've never actually beaten Breath of the Wild. In fact, I'm still at the part where you got to take care of the four divine beasts. And if you've played the game, you know that's not that far in the game. Playing Tears of the Kingdom made me want to go back to Breath of the Wild and really put some time into it. Now, I did play another Switch game a lot this past couple weeks, and that is Ultimate Alliance 3. I gotta say, the more I play that game, the absolute more I love that game. First off, I was at the X-Mansion. I think I talked about this on my last one where I unlocked Deadpool. Just so much fun there. That took me to the Dark Dimension, and man, I gotta say, I was loving it. First off, 
I unlocked a couple of different characters. I unlocked Doctor Strange. I also unlocked Liza Bloodstone, which if you watched the Werewolf by Night MCU special they had a couple months ago, the end of last year, I believe, she was part of that. I thought that was really kind of cool, and her powers were really cool. And I've done this really cool thing in this game where I've noticed that as you unlock new characters, they're leveled up, right? So, for example, when I unlocked Doctor Strange, he was level 23. My top guys that I use a lot, they're in the 20s to 25 range. However, I noticed that some of the people you unlock earlier in the game, they stay low. For example, unlocking Iron Man in the very beginning of the game, he was only level 7 or 8. Well, one of the cool things that I've learned as I've picked up different things in this world, as I'm scouring each map, is you unlock different orbs that you can actually upgrade them a good bit. So I can take him from 7 to 9. Then, what I've been doing is I keep two of the higher power people, for example, Doctor Strange and Wolverine, who are both in their mid-20s. And I go back and I find one or two people that are that 7 to 15 range, and I try to get them to at least level 15. And I'm going to try to do it with all the characters that I have to get them all to 15. And then I'm going to go back and take one or two at a time and bring them up to 25. I say one or two because, hey, i got to be honest with you, I had a boss fight with Damaru. And it was, oh man, it was a good thing I had three level 20 people and then just one of the lower levels. Because, man, I was getting my butt kicked. That was an awesome boss fight. I got down to just playing as Wolverine. And, whew, the whole gist of that boss fight is you had to grab these different rocks that were thrown at you and you had to take a laser beam that was being shot at you you had to be holding one of those rocks who would absorb it then throw it at Damaru and I gotta say man that became chaotic and hectic but I pulled it off so awesome stuff there just can't tell you how much I love that game how much stuff that I'm finding out about that game the more I play it so I've definitely been putting that game in heavy rotation recently now Shadow of War, Middle Earth Shadow of War you know what gamers after five years I finally went back to that game I've been talking about it and I did it. I got the platinum in that game. I, last time I talked to you guys, I was still kind of working my way through the Shadow Wars. I'm happy to announce that Shadow Wars was only four sections this time. When they went back and they cut the grinding out, that is one of the big things they did. I am so glad because it was, oh man, I could definitely see where back in the day where it was all centered on loot boxes, how it would be mind-numbing. But since they did that, it was enjoyable. It was fine. There were a couple of trophies that were pain in the butt one you had to shame an assassin and it was really luck based if you would shame him and he would become deranged or you would just keep shaming him and shaming him and shaming him not to mention you had to catch him and get to shame him and then there was another one called trolling where you had to be riding a giant troll while one of your captains was bleeding out and trust me that took a lot to get down but hey at the end of the day i was able to do it and i was able to get that shiny platinum and feel good about it man i was trying to explain to hulk and yoda that you know, the Platinum was awesome, and I feel good about that because, I, hey, I got the Platinum in Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, so to get it in Shadow of War is awesome, but there's something about actually going back and finishing Act 4 and legitimately being able to be like, I beat that game. Uh, it was just great. And then, again, to get the Platinum is cool, but it really is just to be able to say, I finished that game because it was just kind of held over my head for these last five years. Then, like a Dragon Engine, I'll be honest with you, I've only advanced a small amount, a couple of stories. Did a sub-story where I was ultimately running around naked through town as people stole my clothes. I thought that was hilarious. I've also done one where some people were dancing and chanting, and I ended up helping them out, and they convinced me to dance and chant with them, and I just thought that was funny. Just because, if you know anything about the Yakuza series, if you've played as Kiru, you know he's uh, a different name here, different character, all general. In all honesty, he doesn't do a lot of quote-unquote fun stuff himself so seeing him dancing and stuff was just awesome 
And then I also met up Hiroku. She's in this game. Of course, she has a different name. I'm sorry, I don't know their names. There's so many different names. They're all Japanese, but you actually get a house with her, and you get to kind of build crops. You get to kind of do some upgrading. I don't know. I'm very excited to see where that goes in this game because all I did was unlock it. I haven't really done a whole lot with it yet. Next up, hey guys, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I didn't think I'd pick this game up for a while, but I ended up picking this game up recently, and I got to tell you something. Planet number one, Coruscant, I got to say, the first thing that popped up was, man, the combat was so awesome. Like, it's addicting combat. It's really fun. And then the graphics just blew me away. I did have a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe going on. If you played that game when they're kind of, you know, arrested by the Nova Corps or whatever, like, oh, I was kind of like, this kind of feels like that. Not in a copycat way, but it just had those vibes. But, man, I loved it. I was blown away. Now I'm on my second one, which is Koba, and I got to say, I'm just noticing more and more things. Number one, the way the puzzles work in this game. The environmental puzzles, using your powers, using what's around you has been awesome. Getting the collectibles. And then you know what? I got to this one area, and so far the level's been, I won't say super linear, but at the same time, like, it's not super open. Man, that all changed, like, midway through this level as this area just got huge. So I had a lot of fun doing that. So, man, this game has just been awesome. I love the fact that if an enemy kills you, if you go back to where that enemy was and you kill that enemy, you get your XP back, you get health back. Like, I thought that was all well done. So, can't wait to continue going with this game. Gotta be honest with you, I didn't expect to get Like a Dragon Engine. I definitely didn't expect to get Star Wars Jedi Survivor. In fact, I was kind of resigned to kind of waiting on those games. And in my mind, it was going to be the Summer of Freedom, where I just played whatever I wanted to, whenever. And ultimately, I gotta be honest with you. My timing that I thought I was going to have this summer didn't work out. I lost a couple of weeks that I didn't expect to, and it's vastly coming to an end. Even though it says summer, it really goes way until Spider-Man comes out. I'll be honest with you, though, I don't think it's going to be as free as I want to, especially getting Like a Dragon and now Star Wars. So don't expect too many craziness if you was from the graveyard shift. However, I did play one more game. That was actually this morning. I just kind of felt like doing something a little bit different. And I played Assassin's Creed Rogue. And where I last left off, I had got to Albany. So I went through, there was a mission there. First thing that happened is I got stuck in the game world. That's right, somehow Shay swam and got stuck in a rock, so I had to restart. However, I was able to get some chests, I was able to get some shanties, some cool stuff like that. I did the mission. I thought it was actually really cool. You had to basically track down this notebook. And for the mission objectives, the optional ones, you had to kind of stealthily get to where this meeting was going on. Then you had to find another guy and kill him before you could finally take out your main target. The problem was I didn't pay attention to the side objective being kill him with an air assassination because I know exactly where I would have got him with that air assassination, but not paying attention, I messed up. So I did complete the mission. However, since I am making this a platinum chase and getting all the side objectives is part of that, I'm going to restart the mission probably tomorrow and try to correct that mistake. That way I can just stay on task. If you don't know, I have played through Assassin's Creed Rogue on the PS3. It's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games, but... You know, I looked at last summer when I went back and I was getting the Platinum in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And I said, man, I really want Rogue to be one of those Assassin's Creed games that has the Platinum. Not just because I want to collect all these Platinums, but because I love that game. It means a lot to me. In this series that means a lot, I want that Platinum. And I had a choice to either get the PS4 version or just kind of redo the stuff I needed on Rogue on the PS3. And to be honest with you... The side objectives is what made me go, dude, I'm going to have to replay this whole game. Because I hated those back in the day. So that's why I have it on PS4. That's why I'm just doing a full replay, trying to do as much stuff as I can. So 
pack graveyard shift. However, got to go ahead and do the trophy of the month. Ladies and gentlemen, it's got to be Shadow of War, the Platinum. I, anytime you get a Platinum, I think that just kind of overshadows everything else for me. And then the game is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, just because, man, this game has sucked me in so much. It was almost Legends of Zelda, but this game has sucked me in so much that I just, I keep trying to find time to play my Switch. I keep trying to squeeze in more time because I am loving playing this game. Now, Like a Dragon Engine, Star Wars, do I think they're going to be better in the long run? Absolutely. Do I think they're each going to get a game of the month? Probably. However, this month, it had to go to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Gamers, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Graveyard Gaming. I would love to know what you want to see from the Spider-Man 2 game. I would love to know what you're hoping to see when we start finding out information for the Wolverine game. And then, of course, anything on my Graveyard Shift you want to talk about, just let me know. You can let me know at thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com, the Graveyard Gamer on Instagram, or the Graveyard G on Twitter. Till next time, I'll be creeping on the Graveyard.